welcome to a new world of entertainment. The Ultimate Film Television Podcast. Featuring Mike Winkler. Alistair Englehart. Daniel English. Jeremy Larson. And Jason Kabasi. Created by friends. All. Film lovers. We feature in-depth discussions and celebrity interviews. This podcast is available on all major platforms. Welcome to the Lights, Camera, Action Entertainment Reviews Podcast. On this episode... On this special episode, Mike Winkler and Jason Kovacic discuss the upcoming films in 2021 and 2022. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Lights, Camera, Action, Entertainment Reviews podcast. Special episode for you all today. I'm back here with Jason Kovacic as we're going to discuss... What's going on, everyone? The upcoming films for the rest of this year and a few going into next year that have been pushed back out of this year, unfortunately, due to COVID. So we are in April already, but the big movies are just starting to come back out for the first time in over a year. I am excited to see what some of these movies produce. Well, we have a, uh, we're a little behind on this one, but the first big movie did come out in some theaters in HBO max, uh, this past couple weeks with Godzilla versus Kong. um, but uh, this, I still haven't seen that, so I have not yet either. I have not. I have either. heard mixed things about the movie, though. Yeah, you know, um, I was a big fan of um, of Kong Skull Island, and I and I liked um, I liked the second Godzilla movie more than I liked the first one because I thought it had a little bit more action, and I thought it felt a little bit more interesting than the first one, and it waited too long to show Godzilla in the first one. Okay. Um, but this film, I've heard mixed things. I've heard that it focuses more on the action than the story, which should be assumed. I mean, it's Godzilla vs. Kong. It's kind of all in the title. Yeah. But what we should talk about is the first big movie coming up next, or this upcoming Friday. Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. All right, Jace, you start this one off. Oh, I am extremely excited to, for this movie. I cannot wait to watch it. Um, the fact that it looks like they're actually giving a Mortal Kombat movie real justice when it comes to being made, produced, uh, right. soundtrack, the quality of the action in this movie is going to be amazing. And it's the fact we finally, finally get to see the fatalities done in live action. A proper man. I don't know if some of you have seen some of the trailers that have been released, but there was one already shown and oh, it is brutal. Yeah. They released a clip of the fight with, uh, with sub zero and it was a pretty violent clip. That wasn't even the one I was talking about. Which one? 
Uh, it was one with Kung Lao. See, I did you not actually see, that clip see him throw the hat on the ground, and it's spinning like a saw blade, and someone going through it. Damn. Damn, I gotta find this clip. I gotta watch this clip. This, that sounds pretty badass. Yeah, it was brutal, and I am looking forward to it. Well, I'll tell you, we've waited a long time for... I mean, don't get me wrong. The first Mortal Kombat was good back in 97. It's dated now, but it still worked. Annihilation. It wasn't that it's good. It's a matter of that it was just a cult-following classic. Yeah, I guess for the times, I guess it was made all right for its time. Annihilation was just total garbage but um but my expectations are now pretty high for this movie well everything that i'm hearing and no reviews have come out yet so i'm hoping we're gonna get some reviews middle of this week before it comes out on friday um i'm crossing my fingers for good reviews but but based on everything i've heard from the from the director that made the film he said all the right things coming into this, what he wanted to do with the film, what he wanted to to show with all the fatalities and give all the characters proper backstories. I'm encouraged by what I've heard. I am too. I'm really excited to see how the end product turns out. And we only have to wait another five days, it looks like, for that to happen. I'll probably end up sadly seeing on HBO Max. I know a lot of the theaters around here are not opening up at least for three or four more weeks. So, Same here. So, so unfortunately, it looks like it's going to be a HBO Max movie instead of the theaters. Maybe, you know what? If the movie ends up being good and they re-release it in the theater when the theaters reopen and it ends up being really good, I probably would go back and see it in the theater. I would too. So we'll so. have to see. All right. My next big movie is one that we've done a retrospective of coming mm-hmm. out in May, specifically May 14th, Spiral. Yes, the next chapter in the Saw, long, long, long Saw saga. Um, I'm not exactly sure what the title is supposed to really signify. Based on the last trailer that I saw that just came out a couple weeks ago, um, I'm wondering if the new killer is going to be called the spiral killer like jigsaw maybe it'll just be a different killer's name he'll be going by it's possible but at the same time i'm not sure how i feel about uh, this one coming out yeah that first trailer that, that i showed you on our last episode of our saw podcast the the trailer i thought was uh it made it look interesting made it look a little different and i was intrigued this latest trailer I felt was a lot of what we've already seen. And now all of a sudden my intrigue has turned to, Oh great. It's going to be another movie we've already seen just with a, a saw movie that looks like it's been more updated. There's better special effects and look a little bit more higher class with higher class actors. Am I wrong? No. And that's unfortunate too, because this could have had a little bit of potential, hopefully to end the damn series finally, but yeah, I'm. I don't know how I feel, and I've already heard that Saw Ten is already in development. Oh yay! So therefore, now we know that there's going to be a cliffhanger at the end of this film that all confirms it. So now I don't know how I feel. Is is Chris Rock going to stay on as a long character, or are we going to have new characters every movie like we've had before? Well, let's just wait and see. Okay, so I have to ask your opinion on this one. 
And yeah. I don't know. I don't. I, I I I love the actress playing the part. I've liked her in a lot of stuff. But I don't know how I feel about Disney going down this train. The prequel to 101 Dalmatians, Cruella. Hmm. I haven't heard a whole lot about this until recently. Mm-hmm. I'm probably right there with you, and I'm not sure how to feel about this right now. No, I mean, it's kind of one of those things where I feel like, okay, we've been the 101 Dalmatians train. We've been down this track. What are they going to show us in this film that we already haven't seen in two live-action Dalmatian films? Um, I guess more of a backstory on Cruella. I guess. Um, are they going to try to give us the look into her emotions and make her feel us feel a connection with her so when we watch those other films we're gonna feel maybe a little bit more guilty for her i don't know i don't know i I like emma stone in the role i think she's a good choice to follow up from glenn close playing the role um yeah but uh disney is just continuing their constant trend of going back in the direction of classic films either making live actions out of their cartoons or going down the we're gonna reinvent what we've done before I almost feel like Disney has run out of good family movie ideas to do that are new and innovative. Like look back in the nineties, look at all the Disney films that were original. It seems like that doesn't exist anymore. That's to be expected though. I mean, they haven't had a good quality movie come out in a long time. It's true. I can't really think of a good original Disney movie that was good. Um, I think it goes back as far as the nineties for me. Yeah, something like that. So we will um, see. Yeah. So um, as for June, I'm not really seeing anything that we is did for- really a standout. How about you? We did forget one on the same release date as Cruella, and that's A Quiet Place Part 2. I mean, that's more you than me. I really didn't care. Um, I guess I'll just talk about it briefly. Um, I, I, I liked the first one in the sense of the fact that I felt like it was something different. Um, they were doing something different in the horror genre from before. They were doing something a little bit of a different idea. I mean, even, even uh, I think that Sandra Bullock movie that was on Netflix a couple of years ago, was it uh, Bird, Bird Song, was it called or something? Something like that. Had kind of played off of A Quiet Place a little bit. So some movies have borrowed from this. Um, I'm intrigued to see what happens in the sequel because uh, the first one ends with a cliffhanger. Um, I'd be interested to hear more about how the creatures became what they are and how the virus started. So we'll, we'll see if this is going to live up to what I thought was an interesting original idea in the first film. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so as June. I said, June, if you guys take a look, there really isn't anything big or exciting coming out in June. No, the only thing of which is upsetting because June through August is normally the time where you're going to see a lot of the big summer classics, like summer hits, come out. Yeah, and we're not really getting that. It feels like no, but one thing we have to talk about, and I don't know, I know you don't like the movies, but we have to talk about it because it's going to be the first really big, big movie of the summer from something that's supposed to come out last year, and of course that's F Nine, Fast and Furious Nine. We got to talk about it because you're right. We do have to talk about it. I am looking forward to this movie immensely. Right. 
Sure you are. I, I I am. I'm really looking forward to this. Are you looking forward to taking a huge dump on it? Is that what you're saying? I'm looking forward to this movie because it's the end of the Fast and Furious saga. But it's not. It is. It's confirmed. No. They're, the, the Fast 11 is going to be the final chapter. I just looked up this up online not that long ago today. No. 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 Vin Diesel said that there's going to be 11 films. 11th film is going to cap off the end of the Fast and Furious main story just to bridge off into spinoffs and more Hobbs and Shaw's, maybe one about Cypher's Charlie's Theron and whatever the hell else they want to do. This 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 series ends with this movie. It ends in your mind with this movie. You want it to end the with main this story, movie. The main story ends with this movie. All we're going to get is spinoffs from here on out, and I didn't care for them after Tokyo Drift. So basically, the series ended six movies ago for you. Yes. That's fair enough. Tokyo Drift is when actually one of my favorites. So. When it stopped going, being about, you know, and being more about, you know, spies and explosions and Michael Bay effects. I have come to the point of the, with this series is I, I only enjoy them for the entertainment value, but the fact is, is that... What entertainment? What I was going to say is that the series has gone far beyond what it was about to begin with. It was supposed to be just about street racing and gangs in L.A. And after Tokyo Drift, Tokyo Drift was the last Fast and Furious film that actually was about street racing. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So that's one thing that, that the films have failed to do. They've turned them into spy-slash-heist films that do nothing more than to blow shit up and put the characters in very unrealistic scenarios. Exactly. So I won't deny that at all. Okay, so we got to go into July 9th because we are finally getting the next Marvel film that we should have gotten Which is... a year ago. I believe this is the first of like four Marvel movies coming out this year. Is there is four coming one? out this year? Let me check real quick. Well, it may not be. Actually, no. Hold on. It might be. Are we getting Shang-Chi this year? Yeah, we're getting Shang-Chi this year. And Eternals. We're getting Eternals this year. Mm. We got this, and then uh, we got Spider-Man No Way Home coming out in December. That's right. That's coming out in December. I forgot about that. So from yeah. July to December, we have four Marvel movies coming out. If, well, so for those of you who like your Marvel hero movies and uh, you know the MCU, you're going to get a lot of it this year. Well, we've gotten a lot of Marvel this year already just between WandaVision and the... Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and then we're getting Loki after Winter Soldier ends. So, I mean, between the Disney Plus and the movies, we are getting Marvel Overload in 2021. This may very, very well kill the franchise, if that's the case, because you don't want to overload it. See, this is something that I wanted to talk about a little bit on our Marvel podcast that we never got into, and it was mainly the whole Marvel Overload. And this is a good time to even talk about it, because we've reached a point now where we are post-Avengers with the way we've been used to it for how many years and black widow being the first official movie after the end of phase three. And the first movie we're getting at the end of phase three is a flashback movie. I don't know how I feel about that. 
I don't know how I feel about it either. This movie should have been released uh, pre-Endgame. Mm-hmm. If they were going to do a standalone Black Widow movie. Um, and it's just the fact that with Disney Plus releasing multiple different um, MCU shows. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, this year, we're getting four MCU films. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's just becoming a bit too much. Marvel should learn from what Star Wars tried to do. Hey, no, 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 no. It has nothing to do with Marvel. This is all Disney. Well, yeah. This is D- Disney, Disney, just like how Disney overloaded with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. That's them just trying to push out product just to make money. And the problem is, is that going to cause a failed product to be released? I mean, at this rate, it could. I mean, it seemed like Disney has learned from their Star Wars mistake. Look what they've done with Star Wars since then. It's just been The Mandalorian um, and The Clone Wars finished up its run. And then we have The Bad Batch coming out next month. But you're not getting a Star Wars movie until... I think 20 is it is it December of 2022 or December of 2023 that we're getting the next movie which is Rogue Squadron. I don't know. I'd have to look that up because I want to say it's December of 2022, but I'm mm, I don't know. That movie is due to be directed by Patty Jenkins who did the last two Wonder Woman movies. Um okay, so Oh yeah, because that's going to make the movie very good then. Yeah, they said they hired her based on... Not only on, those fucking Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 1984, they were fucking fantastic films. Well, the funny thing is they announced her as director um, before Wonder Woman 1984 came out, and then we got all this bad reception from 84. So now it makes me wonder, are we going to have a similar situation that we had with the with creators of Game of Thrones after they got backlash from the final season? Is she going to be removed from this position and they're going to hire somebody else? I don't know. I hope so. But that is due out December 22nd, 2023. And here's the interesting thing. I did not know this. The story is by George Lucas. Oh, okay. So so, that might, so unless unless the Disney somehow fucks it up, which it's Disney, they could. mega conglomerate corporation, they always find a way to do something bad. King of the fuck um, But... I'm, that actually makes me kind of look a little more forward to this than if it's a story, you know, directly from George Lucas. Mm-hmm. I, I feel encouraged because it'll be the first story by George Lucas since, well, Revenge of the Sith. I'm looking forward to it then. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping that that they do it. They do it justice. But, but anyway, getting back to Black Widow here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's parts of me that are looking forward to it. Because I, you know, wanting to find out more in the, like, actually being able to see more of the flashbacks and the origin story of Natasha Romanoff and how she became to be with Black Widow. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm just, I'm not looking forward to the overload we're getting here. It's like I said, four months uh, or four movies in five months span. Yeah, I'm thinking that they're really 
They're not spacing this shit out the way they should be because of what happened with COVID. But at the same time, why are we afraid to push back Eternals? Why are we afraid to push back Shang-Chi? I wouldn't push back Spider-Man because Spider-Man's more popular than those other two franchises that are trying to establish themselves. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think they're making a mistake by keeping all four in, in one big bubble. Um, it could backfire. I think it could be. I think they could have done it where, you know, if they were going to push back the other films, mm-hmm. uh, p- p- release two of the Marvel movies this year, two of them next year, maybe mm-hmm. th- a third if they had another one already planned out. Well, like, we know the plan was different. Um, I think there was only supposed to be, what, two Marvel movies this year in the original plan, which was supposed to be Spider-Man and, I think, Shang-Chi. Eternals was supposed to come out last year with Black Widow. Um but now instead of getting two Marvel movies plus the TV series, now we're getting four plus the TV series. Not only like four plus the TV series, we're getting four plus three different TV series between Captain uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, we get you got Wandavision, and then you've got Loki. Loki, Loki is the only one of the uh, shows that I was actually looking forward to. Yeah. Um, the Falcon, the winter soldier. Um, I haven't started watching yet. I am. I've got four episodes left of WandaVision. I've been enjoying WandaVision a lot more than I thought I would. Um, but going into those three series, Loki was the only one that I was legitimately looking forward to because I'm a big Thor fan. So, um, but I was it's not even so much. It's not even so much that I'm a Thor fan. It's that I'm a fan of how masterfully, done that role was in fitting Loki to Tom Hiddleston. I'm sorry. How do you cannot picture anybody else playing Loki at this point? Not at this point. No, no. Um, And I don't know if you noticed in the trailer too, but Owen Wilson's actually in the series as well. That's what I saw. I'm actually Mm -hmm. kind of excited about it. I'm going to be curious to see the kind of role he's going to play. Cause I, you don't see him playing many serious roles. Yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, we, we, you, we uh, here's the thing though. If you think that this is going to actually be a re- like completely dead serious show, you've got another thing coming. Oh, this no. is going to be more of like the comedy of the three. Absolutely. It has to be. I mean, Loki, it was a lot of the comedic relief that was in the three Thor films. I mean, yeah, he had such this deadly seriousness about him during some of the films. Right. But you, if you pay attention just a bit more, you see that there is more comedic role, uh, relief in the role of Loki plays in mm-hmm. the MCU. And it's great. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I can't be more excited for, for Loki. And I'm curious to see where the storyline is going to go because we're following the Loki from the end of Endgame when he when he took the Tesseract and, and jumped. So I'll be curious to see like where that's going to lead and maybe if Loki's going to come back into our present universe and to come back in Thor, Love and Thunder. We'll see. It's possible. I mean, this could be a good way to uh, get around the um, death of Loki in infinity wars could be could be a good clean way to bring him back and 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 for it to actually make sense instead of just bringing a character back from the dead for the sake of doing it yeah but anyway moving on here the next big one coming out and this is just a guilty pleasure for me space jam 2 (laughs) did you see the trailer yes 
Okay. Um, I got some things I love about it. And I got some things I don't love about it. I love all of it. It's uh, because this is nostalgia for me. It is this nostalgia. is nostalgia. This is a new wave. I hope this brings a new wave of kids enjoying this film and going back to watch the original. The good news is the things I don't like about it are actually not things that I actually hate. It's actually just me living in the nostalgic factor of the old animation from, from 95 Space Jam. Oh, yeah. So when I see some of the updated effects, I'm like, not quite the Space Jam I remember. But then I remember, okay, it has to evolve with the times, as usual. Um, but I'm also more I mean, especially considering, you know, this is space, called Space Jam, a new legacy. So, right. So, yeah, it's going to be that case. But it's a fact we get to see an animated LeBron James. That I cracked up seeing. I thought that was pretty hilarious. Oh, I know. It was great. It was great seeing the fact that he had no hair there, too. <laughs> it didn't even give his cartoon characters hair. Oh, LeBron, LeBron, you're going bald, my friend. Uh, but I, I'm just, I'm so grossly excited for this movie and i have no reason to be well based on everything i've heard uh we're gonna get basically lebron james in the wb vault we're gonna see joker jim carrey's the mask and a lot of other characters in this film so even i think it we're even gonna see it in the film i don't know how they're gonna throw that into a kid's movie but they're gonna show it uh, <laughs> yeah i know that's what i saw that i was like what i got yeah. questions i do too we're gonna see. I guess we're gonna see Joaquin Phoenix's Joker in there too. Yeah, yeah. Explain that how they're gonna pull that one. I've out. really got questions. Then <laughs> there's two things uh, that should not be in a kids' film. Yeah, especially when the two R-rated films are being thrown into a PG film. I... Okay, we will just go right on ahead after that one. Yeah, yeah. Um. So the last big one that I know of, at least in July coming out this year, is the G.I. Joe's G.I. Joe origin film for Snake Eyes. Yeah. Um I just found out about this movie like about six months ago. Um I think the actor that's playing him is the same actor that played the male lead in Crazy Rich Asians, which he has that's only a big high profile film he's done. And I don't really know what qualified him to play this character. I don't know if he has like martial arts background or, or, or sword play or whatever. I'll be intrigued to see what he does with the part, especially since I don't think Snake Eyes really takes the mask off to begin with. Yeah, I don't think he does either. And I'm actually kind of low-key excited for this film because of the fact that I haven't really looked into anything about this film at all. Yeah, I don't even know who's in it. I don't even know if it's going to be within continuity of the previous G.I. Joe films or they're relaunching G.I. Joe is with another, this. This is another um, – wait, no. this. Nope, that was Space Jam. That was the HBO Max. This is going to be in theaters. In theaters. Um, but I'm I, like I said, I'm kind of low-key excited to see this one because I'm wondering just what exactly they're going to do with this. Like, I, who's going to be in there? What kind of a story are they going to tell? Yeah, I'm curious to see, like like you said, like the, if it's going to connect to the previous G.I. Joe films, or are they relaunching G.I. Joe with this film to reboot that franchise? I think at this rate, they should just reboot the franchise with this, because the other movies you were see, a little more goofy. You see, I don't know. So I don't you, know if they will. 
I think that this is going to be following sort of like the same route that um, uh, when they did the X-Men Origins for Wolverine. Okay. This could be almost like its own little arc. Almost like be. side project. You know, I'm one that I'm not a big fan of rebooting. So to be honest, I, I hope that they just keep the previous movies intact, especially if the last movie had The Rock and, and Bruce Willis in it, which were, you know, yeah. two big actors. So why wouldn't you just maybe continue off that? Because I thought the last G.I. Joe movie was already a soft reboot over the first one with Channing Tatum because they killed him off in the first, what, 25 minutes of the second movie? Oh, probably. Mm -hmm. I so, so I think that they're just better off maybe continuing from the last G.I. Joe with this. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, anyway, was there anything else in July you wanted to go over? No, jumping straight into August, and I know this is one you you definitely want to talk about. The Suicide Squad. <clears throat> I'm not sure how to feel. I don't either. This movie is puzzling the hell out of me. Explain what's puzzling about it to you first. Well, before the trailer came out, and they were showing that behind-the-scenes kind of reel... Uh, during Comic-Con, I think it was back in July of last year. Um, it had me interested to see the different spin that James Gunn was going to bring to it, maybe adding that Guardians of the Galaxy flair to it, which is perfectly fine for DC and these characters. Um, but then after I watched the actual trailer that came out, um, I have a couple problems. This is supposed to be somewhat of a sequel to the first one, although they're trying to kind of ignore it. All they're bringing back is, I think, three three or four characters from the first one, which is Harley, uh, Boomerang, um, Amanda Waller, and Rick Flagg. So that's all fine and well. But then I think this is supposed to take place during, I think, the Vietnam War, 70s or 80s, which would put it 20 years before the first Suicide Squad now. Yeah, um, that that was part of what was confusing to me. Mm -hmm. um, and it's also the fact that if this is supposed to be a sequel of sorts, right? why are they not including some of the other big players from the last film? Like, where's Will Smith's dead shot? Where, where is he? He just disappeared? Yeah. Uh, at the, at the end Where's, of the first film. Where, or if not, why not do a reboot considering just how poorly received the Suicide Squad was the first time around? Right. Like, reboot this if you're going to make it again. Well, I know James Gunn said it was more of a reboot than a sequel, but he wanted to bring some characters back because they were so well casted, especially Harley Quinn. I mean, I can't see anybody than Margot Robbie playing Harley Quinn anymore. It just I don't I don't think it would work. Um, I don't know. I think and, it could work, but you think you need to find someone with a really good like Jersey accent, though. Yeah, yeah, I I can agree with that. Um, and the other question I'm sorry, is, but that's only because of. Going. That's only because of my love of the cartoon show, mm -hmm. Batman. The Batman uh, cartoon, mm -hmm. and hearing Mark Hamill as the Joker, hearing all this, I think the way to go if you're going to do the Suicide Squad, mm -hmm. if you're going to do a reboot of it or anything involving that again, mm -hmm. 
as much as I know that it takes away from actual, you know, acting. Right. I think if you go the CGI route with this, at least, it would be a lot better of a film. Well, we know DC has performed better with their animated films and their live action. There's been no question about that. They seem to have a better grasp on what to do with their animated films, why they don't follow the same model in their live actions. I'll never understand. I'd put those people that are running the animation department in charge of the live action because obviously they know how to follow, follow source material and do things correctly. Whereas the movie ones, they just go, oh, let's do it this way because this would be something that would be shocking and new. It doesn't always work when it comes to stuff like that. Look at Marvel. Exactly. But, you know, that's not going to happen. Oh, hell no. No, the DC is going to continue down the current path. They're down. Um, I don't know if you've watched Zack Snyder's Justice League yet. Not yet. Um, I have to get to that. I am so angry at Warner Brothers for not releasing that cut immediately because... Uh, explain something to me, though. Explain uh -huh. something. Maybe you have a little more insight on this. Mm -hmm. What is it about Warner Brothers and DC in general that they are trying to like excommunicate him, uh, Snyder essentially from anything involving the DC projects? Like, what is the hate that Snyder is getting that he that they're trying to get rid of him essentially, make him completely unknown in this universe anymore? Based upon a lot of what I've been reading over the last few weeks since this, the Snyder Cut came out. A lot of what's been coming out is it seemed like Warner Brothers was trying to sabotage Batman vs. Superman from the beginning. They hated it, um, which is why we got that theatrical cut that I think made no sense, but made more sense when we got the ultimate cut, which was the director's cut from Snyder. And Snyder gets a bad rap for the theatrical cut when he probably shouldn't have because his actual cut was 10 times better. Then... They signed him to a deal to basically be the brainchild of DC. He produced the first and second Wonder Woman, although he was loosely involved with 1984, as you can probably tell. Um, and I think he also executive produced Aquaman. So when they Gosh, I mean, because don't get, I mean, because don't get me wrong, I hated Wonder Woman, but it was still better, a oh, hell of a lot better than 1984 was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then when they did Justice League, Justice League was supposed to be three parts. It was supposed to be a three-part story. And when they started making Justice League 1, and Batman vs. Superman, quote-unquote, failed in Warner Brothers' eyes, even though it made a lot of money, they decided, um, we're going to do a one Justice League for now and maybe do a second one. So now all of a sudden, Snyder had to alter his complete three-movie plan and try to condense it. But then when he was filming Justice League... He had to leave the production because his daughter had committed suicide and his wife is also a producer on just on his movies. So they both left the project. Warner Brothers brought in Joss Whedon. He rewrote a lot of stuff, did a bunch of reshoots, and we got the messy cut that we got. Um, and then after that came out and failed, uh, Warner Brothers basically said, OK, we're done with the Snyderverse. We're going this direction. So it was like Warner Brothers was looking for an excuse to tarnish Snyder. They blamed him for the shitty cut of Justice League they put out first, when he had nothing really to do with it. Um, and now the Snyder cut comes out. AT&T, who owns HBO Max, is one that funded the cut. Warner Brothers hated that AT&T came along and did this because basically it showcases that Warner Brothers failed and they don't like being called out for failing. So now that the Snyder cut came out, got very well received by fans... 
now you have all these fans that are coming out and they're clamoring for the Snyderverse to continue from this. And well, because another reason why I bring this up too is mm-hmm. I don't know if you read anything into um, the, like the beginning of production for Black Adam at all, mm-hmm. but uh, The Rock go up like pretty much say no, we're doing it the correct way, and it's almost like he's taking it in the direction that Snyder was trying to go for in his films. That's why I really wanted to find out. Yeah, Dwayne Johnson. It doesn't help because Dwayne Johnson has, you know, big directing and producing producing roles in his films that he does, especially with something like this. With of course he brings money in. He's the biggest name in Hollywood. Yep. Uh, If you, but it's the fact that like when I heard that when I heard that news, and it just brings everything back to the Snyderverse. It's like. What is so horrible about DC and WB that they're trying to go get rid of him? I don't know, because I've actually, over the last few years, I've grown more of an appreciation for the Snyderverse. When I first saw those movies, I was like, they're they're, they're fine, they're okay, but they're not Marvel. But now that I've had the chance to rewatch Man of Steel, rewatch Batman vs. Superman, and then see the Snyder cut, just like the way it was supposed to be, I have grown very much appreciative of what Snyder did and what he brought to DC with that. The stories that he told and the way he was able to go out and be ballsy and tell the story that he wanted to tell without feeling constricted by the DC comics, that he he basically showed Marvel that, hey, you can make something out of the box. You don't have to follow the source material to the T. You can make something out of the box and make the fans still enjoy it if you do it the correct way. And now that they're throwing Snyder aside, it seems like, I have to sit there and wonder, like, okay, so now your plan is you're going to reboot Superman with J.J. Abrams, which is not going to be Henry Cavill anymore. You plan on keeping Aquaman and Wonder Woman intact, but they're not, but they're well, going to the, well, I can see the problem with the Henry Cavill situation there, and that's, A, I don't think Henry Cavill wanted to do Superman anymore, and uh, B, he, he kind of does B, now. Well, now I figure, but and B, it's with him being busy with other projects like The Witcher, right? I can understand like not being able to commit to you know being Superman anymore. Well, the thing they're going to do with this is they're going to keep Aquaman and Wonder Woman in the current DC timeline that we've been shown with Batman vs Superman and all that. Now they're saying that J.J. Abrams Superman is going to take place in the same universe as Pattinson's Batman, which is going to take place in Earth Two. This is why we don't let Warner Brothers control anything anymore. And they're saying that Pattinson's Batman is going to be the one overly in control of Earth 2's DC Universe. Again, this is why we don't let Warner Brothers take control of anything. I don't know how they can do that when they don't even know if Pattinson's Batman's even going to work or be successful yet. Yeah. Jumping the gun. And it's going gonna, it's gonna, to it's gonna explode right in their face. And I'll tell you right now. There's a big, big, big following. Like you said, Dwayne Johnson is going to one of saying, I want the Snyderverse to be part of Black Adam. I want that Justice League. And he wants Henry Cavill Superman. Yeah. And he might get what he wants, especially since AT&T is talking about even possibly funding Snyder to continue the Snyderverse on HBO Max exclusively. Uh, not to mention the fact, you know, if you're going to be, if you're going to have the biggest name in Hollywood come up to you and be like, 
I want this to happen it, yep. it, in order for him to be a part of your films, you better damn well know that you're going to get you're going to cave in to the biggest name in Hollywood Make because him happy. you're paying him that much money to for him to produce a quality product. And guess what? If he asks you to bend over and take it, you're going to bend over and take it because otherwise he's just going to end up walking out. Yep. Whereas he could just be go to um, AT and T and be like, "So let's talk business." If I'm them, I'm giving him what he wants because he's going to bring in the dollar signs. And I'll tell you right now, you don't make him happy, he'll walk away after one Black Adam, and that'll be it. Yeah. So I'd make him happy. All right. We've had enough discussion on that for now. <laughs> we got our DC Marvel conversation out of the way. All right. Uh, next up in August, I'm not, again, this is a situation where I'm not seeing a whole lot. The uh, biggest thing I can see is Candyman coming out August 27th. Um, yeah. Uh, Candyman was supposed to come out, I believe, around Halloween last year. Mm -hmm. And it, of course, got pushed back. Um, they're bringing back the original guy, I believe, correct? Uh, let me check real quick. forget what his name is. That's what I'm looking to see. Uh, this is another one that is being done by Jordan Peele. Okay. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah, this one's being um, directed by or written by Jordan Peele. Okay. Well, coming off Get Out and uh, and Us, I mean, I could definitely see that being a, a good way to go. Yes, uh, it is the same exact guy. Really? Okay. The same exact guy, Tony Todd. Okay, so basically, is this going to be a full reboot, or is this going to be take place in the same universe as the other ones? I didn't look to see, but I would assume that this was going to take place in the same universe. Okay, so it's just being labeled as Candyman, but it's going to be maybe like a soft reboot where things kind of did happen, but it, it you know, they're going to kind of go about doing things their own way, I guess. I don't know. The, the, the soft reboot type of things, they, they, they're doing them so much now, you never really know what their actual plan is to do with them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll, I mean, we'll see. Uh, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know too much about, um, I don't know too much about the reboot. Um, and I know it's been finished now for over a year. I don't, um, yeah, I don't know a whole lot about it either. Um, all I know is that, there's a few things that are going to be different, a lot of which are going to be the same from what we know from the original series. Right. But I'm looking forward to this movie, actually. Yeah, I'm intrigued. And with Jordan Peele doing it as well, um, yeah, I'd, I'd be curious what he's going to do with it. And I, I've got my issues with Jordan Peele, but that's a whole... Another story for a different time. Mm -hmm. So we'll just leave it at. Um, hopefully, this will actually be a Jordan Peele project that'll be worth watching. It's his first kind of more high-profile uh, franchise that he's kind of doing. So we'll see how he takes yeah. on material that's been done before versus stuff that's his own original creation. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so I think we can jump directly to September 24th because there's not much in the next four weeks. That uh, I really can... <laughs> no. What, what did I forget? We're jumping right to September 3rd. Oh, I'm sorry. I did miss September 3rd, which is Shang-Chi. Yes, I did miss that. Yeah, Shang-Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings. I don't know about you, Mike. I don't know how to feel about this for one reason only. Mm. I barely know anything about Shang-Chi. I don't know absolutely anything about Shang-Chi. So I, I'm going into this not knowing a thing. But to be fair, I've gone into a few Marvel movies not knowing anything. Guardians of the Galaxy was one of them, and I was very pleasantly surprised. So maybe this will be the same kind of thing? Yeah, let's hope so. I don't even know how uh, much you can talk about it because I don't know that much about it. Yeah, I don't really know what all we can talk about, but this is one that we should be bringing up. So. Yeah, we definitely should bring it up because it's going to be our second Marvel movie within a couple months. Uh, this will be coming out like right after I think Loki comes to its end on Disney Plus. So I, I don't know what the whole continuity thing is going to be because I know like right now the Marvel uh, the Marvel storyline is kind of jumbled right now because we were supposed to get Black Widow first and we got WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier first before Black Widow. So I don't know if there's going to be confusion with what's going to go on in the timeline now because everything's kind of out of place. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we can jump right into the 24th. Venom, let there be carnage. I can't tell you how much I am looking forward to this. And what? that's only because I want to see how Woody Harrelson does as carnage. I do too, because that just that little tease we got at the end of the first one, I was like... Why wasn't he the villain in this movie? We needed him now. He, I was so curious. Uh, because this was more just uh, like backstory, like Venom. bringing in Venom. Right. And now we're going to actually see, you know, what happens when you have one of the symbiotes attach itself to that character. Right. Right. To become Carnage. So I am very much looking forward to seeing just how Woody Harrelson does playing this role. Well, we have yet to get a trailer, and I am waiting patiently for that trailer because oh, I really we'll, see. I'm, we'll probably get a trailer within the next month or two. I hope so. Um, with Comic-Con in July, which I think is going to be virtual again, we should be at least getting a first look by then. I would, I would assume, at least I would hope so. I, I think we'll probably get a look beforehand. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping we're gonna get our first be. real big uh, trailer come uh, Comic Con. Yeah, that might be when we get the big theatrical trailer because that'll be about what uh, two months out from release date. So that would be about the appropriate time to um, be putting that out. Exactly. Okay, so the next one on our list is October first is the remake of Dune. Uh, this is all you. Okay, so it's been a long, long time since I've watched the original Dune. The original Dune, I believe, is from the 90s. I can't tell you exactly what year. Um, so basically, we're getting an update that's going to really, really up the special effects ante. Um, all the words I've been hearing is, is they're calling this um, the next franchise as the potential to be the next Star Wars. That's what I've been hearing. Um, based upon... What I know about Dune, I could see the potential for a franchise. I just don't know if it's going to grasp onto audiences as big 
I'm not saying Star Wars is going to reach Star Wars level. That's that's a pretty high level. But I don't know if it's going to reach a level that's going to be enough to turn this into a long-standing franchise. I can understand that. But I'll be curious. I'm curious to see how it's going to turn out. Um, I know there's been a lot of um, backlash because when it, when Warner Brothers announced, announced that their whole 2021 slate was going to be day and date with HBO Max and theaters, uh, the producer of Dune filed a lawsuit against Warner Brothers saying that wasn't part of the agreement. So there was this long-standing thing. Well, Warner Brothers won and still coming out on theaters and HBO Max. So I don't know. This might kill any franchise hopes if it's not going to come to theaters unless theaters open wide by this point and they do better money-wise. So I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know. That might not happen until at least next year. So we'll see how that's going to go within the next couple months with these movies. Yeah. So uh, next big one is... Well, I don't. I don't know if you can really call this a big one. It's Adam's Family Two. Oh, I didn't even put that down. It didn't even register in my. And yeah, this is how I feel about it. It's animation. If we're gonna do Adam's Family, I want to see live action again. And cartoon, when I saw the first one, I fell asleep for twenty minutes of it in the theater. So I that tells you my that. excitement for two. It's not even on my list. Next one, though, for me is Halloween Kills. Oh, well, you skipped one on October eighth, though. First. Uh, that's uh, it's another James Bond film at this point when you've seen one you've seen them all it's Daniel Craig's last film and if it's anything like Casino Royale which is my all time favorite 007 film I'm excited I to see how it's going to this is going to be like Casino Royale I don't think any, anyone's going to live up to Casino Royale now for me but I really want to see how Daniel Craig's storyline is going to end up because I think that he may possibly die at the end so they can relaunch James Bond again well, you don't relaunch James Bond films. Just someone else takes over as being 007. Yeah. There's no point really to bother killing him off. No, I would say not either. But I think because what the, if you're the gonna plan kill is... off James Bond, you're killing off the franchise completely. Well, what they, what they think they want to do is they want to kill. They might want to kill off Daniel Craig's James Bond and then bring James Bond back as a new actor with a new storyline and just start start over. To me, I wouldn't do that because. We've never done that before, so why should we go down that route if we've never done that? I think that's we don't we don't need to go down that rabbit hole. No, but I definitely want to see Daniel Craig's storyline come to an end and everything come to a head. I just hope they don't kill off his bond because I think that'll ruin everything that's been done before and may even tarnish Casino Royale. And I don't want anything to tarnish that movie because it's my favorite Bond movie. So yeah, that's all I can hope for. Okay, so moving on to Halloween Kills. Oh. With how well done the prior two films of this reboot have gone. Prior two? We've only gotten prior one. I thought it was two. This is two. Is it? Yeah. Where am I it, missing one then? Maybe, maybe you're thinking of Rob Zombie. It is possible. Uh, but yeah, with how well the prior movie had done then, this is really making me look forward to seeing how this one does because i know that there aren't plans for this to go on for as many sequels as obviously the other ones have no but this is like the second of three i think that were supposed to be coming out yeah this one comes out october 15th halloween kills and then i hollywood ends which is gonna be the third and final installment of the whole halloween saga will come out a year i think later exactly so, yeah, this is something that if you're a, a horror movie fan, 
I think this is something that you're going to enjoy. People should feel encouraged because the original creator of Halloween, John Carpenter, he sat down as executive producer and he gave this movie his full blessing and said that this is the definitive Halloween film. Uh, not in those exact words, but he basically praised the hell out of it and said that it's fantastic. So if he thinks it's fantastic, well, I'm going to believe the guy that created it. I am too. So I'm looking forward to it. Okay, side All note right. here. I'm going to bring this one up just because uh, I like these for dumb fun. And I'll bring this up very briefly. October 22nd is Jackass 4. I was going to mention that. Oh, okay, cool. All right. All right, cool. I was going to mention Jackass being the next one on my list. Um, yeah, it's it just bringing back the nostalgia from their other three. But my issue that I'm going to have with this is mm-hmm. how battered and broken were Johnny Knoxville and the crew during this? Especially with them increasing in age since for, the last time we saw them. one. Mm-hmm. Two, they're... Get, they're they're not getting younger. That's that's a given. No, they're going to be in a lot more pain during any of the shit that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Three. Why would they bother making another one after the incident with Ryan Dunn? That's a good question. And wasn't there also a debate that came out last month about? Um... It wasn't a debate. It was a. Uh, there was some. I don't know if you heard the news about how, like, they forced Bam Margera essentially off the set. Yeah, did they say why? Drinking and drug problems, his alcohol issues, and uh, pill dependency. I mean, do you believe that anybody else on that crew doesn't have the same issues? But it's the fact that most of them are getting are clean or you know getting sober right now. That's fair. I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's it's upsetting to see him off the movie, but I mean, it is what it is. I mean, that's how shit goes. That's how Hollywood goes. Let's put it that way. It's not even a matter of that. It's a matter of like, it's just a sad story here. Like the, the whole issue with Dunn just messing with Margera that badly that he can't cope properly. No, no. And do you think that, do you think that we're going to be missing something big out of the movie because of it? It's possible. You never know, but I just, I'm looking forward to this movie still, so I am too. I think I think it's going to be uh fun because I think it's been like what? It's been uh 12, 13, 14 years since we've gotten um the uh Jackass 3D. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm excited. I I'm excited to see what new stunts they've come up with and see how they're gonna up the bar because it seems like each movie has upped the ante. So Exactly. All right, so going into November. I think you know which one. Eternals. The third of the four Marvel movies coming out. And this is the one minus the Spider-Man film coming out in December. This Mm -hmm. is the one I had the most hype for. Yeah, uh, we got a pretty big cast of characters here. Um, To me, I look at this as being like an Avengers film in a way with new characters. And this is actually a good test run to see how an Avengers type big group movie will work without our core characters. This could be a really true test. Exactly. I'm looking forward to seeing how this is done. Um, Mm -hmm. Have there been any trailers or anything released at all for this yet? No, I think we've seen some like posters that came out, 
uh, that were taken at, con- at conventions or whatever. But no, there's been no official photos. And there's been no official trailer yet. So hopefully we get something coming out here soon because I want to see what this movie is going to produce. And, you know, is there something else that we can really look forward to? Well, I think we'll definitely have to do an episode, uh, a Comic-Con episode in July. Because I think there's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about coming out of Comic-Con. Because I think it's going to be all virtual again. But we'll have a lot of trailers, a lot of info that will come out about future projects. So that will definitely be something worth doing an episode on to talk about. I agree. So, okay. So, November 11th. Oh, man, you don't want to talk about Clifford the Big Red Dog? Hell no. Oh. No. <laughs> If I was five years uh, old, yeah, we could talk about it all day. But no, so November 11th, Ghostbusters Afterlife. The true Ghostbusters 3. Are you not counting the other one that came out as Ghostbusters 3? What, the Melissa McCarthy? Uh, yeah, you're Ruben not counting that one? No. Hell no. I, they, they, they pretended all no. those characters were plus somebody else. They It was a reboot. No, you don't reboot Ghostbusters. Ladies and gentlemen, you can hate me all you want. That was not a fucking film. No, it was just a it was just a, a comedy bit after comedy bit after comedy bit for the sake of a Saturday Night Live skit, Ghostbusters themed edition. That's what it was. Yeah. And it didn't work. It didn't work. No, it did not. So here we are, the uh, true Ghostbusters 3. It's been how long since we're going to be actually getting a true... Ghostbusters 3. Ghostbusters 2. Shit, didn't that come out like in the late 80s? I think so. 89, late 90. Was maybe 90, yeah, 91, something like that. I don't know. Back when we were just either tykes or not born, Ghostbusters 2 came out. And all these years later, we're getting Ghostbusters 3, 30, years in, 30 plus years into our life. <laughs> oh, damn time. Yeah, I'd say so. But... but- what of the cast is actually going to be back? Um, well, except for, of course, the one that passed away. Everybody's going to be there. Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd. Um, they're all going to be there. They're all going to play themselves. I don't know how big their parts are going to be, but they're at least going to be there. It's a true Ghostbusters 3. Uh, Paul Rudd is taking the lead in this movie, which I'm okay with, especially with his Ant-Man quirkiness. I'm okay with him taking the lead in this movie. Uh, much better than McCarthy and the, and the other women and the other one. I definitely would take him over them. Uh, nothing to do with feminism or any other bullshit. Don't, don't even go there audience. Anyway, um, you know, uh, but it's going to follow kids as well. And I believe Paul Rudd's character, I believe is a relative to one of the ghostbusters, either Ackroyd's or Bill Murray's. Okay. Um, I think Sigourney Weaver is also coming back as well. Um, interesting. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just glad that the story's going to continue. Um, in any capacity, as long as it's you know not rebooting again, like we got with that other, <clears throat> the other one, yeah, SNL uh, Ghostbusters. We don't, we won't go into that one. Yeah. Anyway, next one that I have here. Uh oh, next one he has there is Jason just disappeared from my chat window. Okay, well, oh, he is back. All Welcome right, back, I have Jason. no idea what happened there. No you idea what saying. happened there. But yeah, November 19th is the next one I have on my list. Top Gun Maverick, the long-awaited Top Gun sequel. Yes, sir. 
Okay, so um, Top Gun is from, I believe, 1982, 1983, I believe. Um, I was shocked when this movie got announced because I thought we had gotten to a point where all the rumors of a Top Gun 2, you know, were out the window. Yeah. Um, why they're doing it now after so many years is beyond me. Mm-hmm. But it's nice, I guess, to see that they're doing a sequel finally. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we necessarily need a Top Gun sequel, but I'm all for it. I'm all up to see, you know, an updated version of this film and to see if it can still kick major ass. And raising the trailer, it, it looks it looks good. It, I'm, I'm intrigued, I'm interested, and I'm really curious to see what they're going to do with this. I'm curious to see what they're going to do, too, but it's... I don't know, just based off Hollywood in the past year, like 40 plus or 30 plus years later, sequels Mm -hmm. usually aren't going to hold up well. That is also true. That is also true. So we'll see. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be something definitely to watch. And uh, Tom Cruise movies are usually uh, usually good other than a few ones here and there that he has uh, done, which the mummy being one of them. But other than that, we won't get into the mummy. We did that on our uh, worst ofs. Okay, so this one I've been really excited to talk about, and it's November 24th, Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. Let's hear what you have to say. Well, I'm one that I I, I liked the Mila Jovovich ones. I thought they were good for what they were. It upset me that those films didn't follow the games as closely as they should have, but um, I, I liked them for what they were. They were zombie dumb fun entertainment. But why I'm excited for this film is because we are finally getting the Resident Evil film based on the games that we finally deserved from the beginning. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. Mm -hmm. There's one thing that I really wish that we'd still see in this, though. What's that? Sienna Glory in that that jumpsuit. Oh, you just had to go there, didn't you? (laughs) That's one thing I've never forgotten. Hey, I'm a Santa Glory fan. Shut up. Leave me alone. Hey, I don't disagree with you. She she made the perfect Jill Valentine in more ways than one, especially the way you described it. But um, yeah, uh, I, I I gotta say though, I, I like the cast that they've 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 put together here. Um, oh, what are the, some of the names in the cast again? Um, let me open this up and I'll uh I'll list them off to you. We do have some some people that are. Uh, more obscure actors or have not played in much, but um, we do have some uh, some pretty well-known actors in it as well. So we have... So we have Kaya uh, Scottolero. She played in The Maze Runner. Uh, she played the female lead in The Maze Runner. She is playing uh, Claire Redfield. Okay. Um, Robbie Amell, he played in The Flash. He played um, Caitlin's uh, boyfriend, the one that died. Okay. Um, he's playing Chris Redfield. Um, Jill Valentine is being played by Hannah John Kamen. She played recently in the sci-fi channel show Killjoys. She also played Amelia in Game of Thrones and also played in Spielberg's Ready Player One. She's playing Jill Valentine. That's right. She was in uh, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we get, we're get we getting uh, Avian Jogia. Jor- 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 
Um, he was known for Nickelodeon's Victorious, ABC Family's Twisted, and the Sci-Fi Channel show Ghost Something, but he's playing Leon Kennedy. Okay. Um, we're getting Tom Hooper as Albert Wesker. He played Sir Percival in Merlin, Billy Bones in Black Sails, uh, Dick and Tarly in Game of Thrones, and Luther uh, Hargreavis in the Umbrella Academy. Gotcha. Um, an unknown is playing Ada Wong. Her name is Lily Gao. I've n I have nothing from her of what she's done before. But here's a name you should recognize. Uh, Neil Mc Mc McDowell from Band of Brothers, Boomtown, Walking Tall. He's played in Arrow. He's played in so many movies. You'd know his face if you saw him. He's playing William Birkin, one of the leaders of the Umbrellas Experiments. Okay. Donald Logue, who played in Grounded for Life. Um... Sons of Anarchy, Vikings. He is playing Chief Brian Irons of the RCPD. Okay. And then two unknowns, Chad Brooke as Richard Allen and Marina Massepa as Lisa Trevor. So we've got some known actors, but we've also got some unknown ones. Um, the film is being okay. directed, directed by uh, Johannes Roberts, who directed um, 47 Meters Down, both movies, and directed uh, The Strangers Pray at Night. Gotcha. Um, and he has gone on to say that the film is very loyal to the games. Uh, the first film will follow the first and second game. And he actually said that the set of the mansion is beyond scary. All right. I'm interested to see what they do with this then. Mm -hmm. Sad thing is this movie was supposed to come out in September, but it just recently got pushed back to November, unfortunately. That's so we got to wait a little longer. Unfortunately, that's fine. If they're going to, if they're going to make this like the, like actual, like the games, mm -hmm. then I can wait a little bit longer for that. And there's an article that just said the film just entered post-production. So they are now editing. So good. Be curious to see where that's going to go. All right. Next big Marvel movie to finish the year. Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, this is the one probably I think has the most hype out of the films that are coming out this year. Well, this could potentially be a multiverse film because we know Alfred Molina is coming back and playing Doc Ock. We know Jamie Foxx coming back to play Electro. And we've heard numerous rumors about Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield coming back to play their parts as well. Although those are not confirmed. I think I know why because I don't want to give it away. But I should make mention before we get into this one. There, uh, there's one thing that I want to see here, though, if that? Uh, that is the case. Got to bring in Deadpool. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to get that. I don't think you're going to get that. Got to bring in Deadpool. Have a scene with all three of the Spider-Men. That would be funny. I will give you that. That would be pretty funny. Um, but before I wanted to get into this, I wanted to talk about how a new rumor circulated last week that Sony, after this film, is planning on bringing back director Sam Raimi and Tobey Maguire to do a Spider-Man 4 on the side. What? They're saying that this film will somehow launch them into a Spider-Man 4, bringing back Tobey Maguire, but Marvel would still do these films, these ones, um, with Tom Holland, but they will also do Spider-Man 4 to continue the Sam Raimi series. Why? I don't know. I don't even know if there's truth to it. It's, it's a rumor that's on a site that's very, very reliable, so it, it seems like it's, it's a possibility. Oh, no, no, no. 
Why would you come in, in here and disappoint me like that? I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it might not even happen. It might not even happen. It better not. The site's pretty reliable, though. So, Well, that site's going to be unreliable here pretty soon. <laughs> you, 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 you talk to them. See who they're oh talking to. Oh, my God. Anyway, going into the next big film, ladies and mm-hmm. gentlemen, we are seeing hopefully what is going to be the end of the story to the retrospective we had just done recently. The Matrix Matrix or Resurrection. As far as we know, it's going to be called Resurrections. I like that title. I think that should be the title if it's not yet. That should be the title. Okay. So we don't really even need to go heavy into this because we've talked a lot about our thoughts, our expectations, and predictions for what Matrix 4 is going to hold. Yeah. Um, so if you want to find out real, a lot more of our opinions on this subject, ladies and gentlemen, go check out our previous retrospective on the Matrix trilogy. Yeah, you're going to find a lot of uh, of info on that in our podcast because we break that down. You're going to find a lot of info in there, not to mention you're going to find – a lot of arguments going on in that in that one. Uh, yeah. Um, and I think that we have a long list of what we want to see from that film, and I don't know if we're gonna get what, exactly what we want yet. I I I, I don't know. I'm, and I'm. We are still eight months out from the film coming out, so. Yeah, we do have a long way to go, and and I'm. I guess mainly, I'm going to be curious to see what direction they're going to go in. Um, if it's going to be more like the first film or more like the sequels, I don't know. Um, I don't know either. So um, we're not going to go too much into 2022, but I wanted to at least break down some highlights of what's coming in 2022. We can go over real quick. Okay. Um, so the first one is January 7th. One we've talked about is escape room Two. Yeah, we did talk about this a bit, didn't we? Yeah. Okay, so I guess what I really want to see in Escape Room 2 is I want to make sure they're not going to kill off the two characters that we saw at the end of the first film because if they're going to turn around and they're going to do that and then just give us a bunch of new characters, I will already walk out because I am not going to continue to watch Saw 2.0. Mike, here's the thing you got to realize, though, is that any horror franchise at this point in time yeah. is essentially going to do nothing but follow that method. I mean, you're probably right, but the good news is is that those two are on the top of the cast list for the movie, along with some new cast members. So, hoping that even at the very least, if they're not the primary highlights of the film, that they're at least alive and they're going on in, in a background story of what's going on. Yeah. We'll see. The first trailer will tell us a lot of what direction they're going in with this. Um, but going down the list, we'll, we'll kind of like spitfire these. Uh, January 14, 2022 is Scream 5. No. Just titled Scream. No, don't ask no, me why. No, no, not, no, not- no, 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 no. Kill this with fire. I don't know how you can do a Scream movie without 
the legend Wes Craven? Scream 3, as much of a stretch as that movie was, was a good ending to that franchise. There was no need for 4. There is no need for 5. Please, for the love of God, in fucking uh, Hollywood, do not kill these franchises and the <laughs> movies that made them because you want money. They want money, honey. Uh, and they're exactly going to be the reason why I don't see these movies. I mean, you know. Because I know they're going to turn out bad. I don't know. I, I guess I'm not, I, you don't. You can't. You cannot convince me that this is not going to be bad. The only saving grace for the film is that the, almost the entire original cast that's still alive is in the film. That's the only film saving grace here. But Ooh. we won't dwell on Scream Five. Uh, January twenty first is, of course, Morbius with Jared Leto, which is which is officially going to be a Spider Man spinoff that will connect to Tom Holland Spider Man because Michael Good. Keaton. Uh, is in the film. Morbius and uh, Craven the Hunter are the two biggest Spider-Man villains I want to see. And we need this to happen now. Well, it looks like that Spider-Man 4... Spider-Man 4 may in fact bring us Venom and Morbius as the two villains, it looks like. with, With the route they're going. It'll be interesting how they do Venom as the villain, though. Considering that he's being portrayed as an anti-hero, it's a good point. I guess. Well, I guess maybe the events in in the Carnage film might. Like somehow we're getting like we're getting the Venom that was the anti-hero in uh, Spider-Man universe after he was already, you know, the villain, right? So this is going to be interesting to see how they pull that off if he's going to be one of the villains in this film. We'll see. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be curious to see how that's going to go. Um, so February 18th, something I'm very much looking forward to because I played the games and uh, I really want to see how they're going to handle the movie is, of course, Uncharted. That's going to be interesting. Um, mm-hmm. There's only one person I can see really playing the role of Nathan Drake, though. I wonder if we're thinking of the same guy. And... Forgive me for not remembering the name. Just give me the role, and I'll know exactly who you're talking about. But the lead from, or the captain from the ship on Firefly. Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion, yeah. Yeah. Now, Tom Holland. He's the only one that I can really see playing the role of Nathan Drake. I agree. Uh, Tom Holland's playing the younger version of him in this film. Um, to be honest, I don't think Tom Holland should stick around if they make this a franchise. I think Tom Holland should play the young version for a little while, and then Nathan Fillion should play the more seasoned version of the character. I think that would be the smart way to do it, because Fillion's got to play him. Fillion looks like Nathan Drake in the game. It, it, exactly. So I think it'd be a big mistake to not go down that route. Um, but we'll see. It's got to be successful first. Yeah. Um, we will take this only into June, because it, it, we won't go that far, but... Uh, March 4th is, of course, The Batman with Robert Pattinson. We don't know what to think about this film. I don't know what to think about it. I'm nervous because it's it's fucking the same Robert Pattinson that played a sparkly vampire. 
Well, but I at the say. same time, I know that Robert Pattinson's a good actor because I've seen his other roles that he's been in. True. And he does a phenomenal job. So I don't know which version of Robert Pattinson we're going to see. This is all, this is kind of the nervousness that I had about the Dark Knight originally, what for when Jer or when not not Jared Leto, Jesus Christ, when Heath Ledger took over playing the Joker. Yeah, I have a similar feeling too, and I don't know. Um, Robert Pattinson, I believe he can play Batman convincingly. That first trailer that came out was pretty good. Um, I liked the dark feel that they're giving the film. Um, I think it's just the question of can Robert Pattinson pull off a convincing Bruce Wayne and Batman? Because really, if you look at what we've seen in previous Batman movies, each actor that's played Batman has handled one side of it perfectly, but the other side's always been kind of muddled in comparison. Yeah. Um, I think the closest we've had to a complete Batman was Christian Bale. Probably. I could agree with that. He did the best. He did the best Bruce Wayne. Oh, his Bruce Wayne was fantastic. The as much I know that you're, I know that I'm going to get shit for this, but the only person that could play Bruce Wayne just about as well that Christian Bale played Bruce Wayne, and you know that cocky, arrogant, you know I'm a multi-billionaire sure. uh, character mm -hmm. would be George Clooney. Yeah, I thought George Clooney played a pretty good Bruce Wayne. I, I, I think that he, he played it pretty well. His Batman was just generic itself. No, his Batman wasn't even generic. His Batman was bad. Let's <laughs> let's be real here. Uh, I have, well, I could say that Val Kilmer's Batman was better than George Clooney's. That's hard to do. Or that's not saying much. That's like... Well, no. No. I mean, behind, uh... Christian, behind Christian Bale, Keaton is, is, is the definitive Batman behind Christian Bale. That's, yeah. Um, but when it comes to Batman, I mean. I like the cast, though, that they put together here. I mean, you got yeah. Zoe Kravitz playing Catwoman. You got Paul Dano playing the Riddler. Jeffrey Wright playing Gordon. You also have Jeff Turturro, Peter Skarsgård. You got a lot of people. Even Andy Serkis and Colin Farrell is playing the Penguin, which is completely unrecognizable in the trailer. And I give him props because I didn't know it was Colin Farrell in the trailer until they said, oh, yeah, that's Penguin. I'm like, what? That's Colin Farrell in that makeup? There's only one thing that I'm hoping that they do in this film correctly, and, and that is they better do the Riddler justice. They better do the Riddler correctly. We better get that insanely genius-level intellect but the schizophrenic Riddler. Based upon what we've seen in the trailer, I already like what I've seen of what the Riddler's going to bring. He looks like a genuinely... Because the Riddler, the Riddler that we got from um, got the Gotham series mm -hmm. is the Riddler that we need in the films. Yeah, I mean, think of it this way. We've only gotten one one Riddler in all the films, which, which is puzzling to me because the Riddler is a fantastic film. We've gotten how many you versions know why, of the Joker? You know why we've only gotten one Riddler in all the films? Why is that? And that's because that they decided that the Riddler needed to be this big old jokester. Not a role that's supposed to be seri taken seriously. Well, the big problem was Jim Carrey basically was trying to play it like the Joker, like Nicholson was doing, and that was the complete wrong way to take the character. No, 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 no. 
Jim Carrey was trying to play that role like it was supposed to be done. The crew or the production crew, the and everyone else that was behind that movie that Carrey was in mm-hmm. was like, no, we want you. <laughs> You're Jim Carrey. We want you to be the funny man. <laughs> Yeah, and that's exactly the what Jim we got Carrey, out of it. The, the the Riddler that we would should have gotten from Jim Carrey was the same kind of Jim Carrey role that we got in the number twenty three, I believe it was. Oh yeah, that that actually is a very underrated movie, and Carrey is fantastic in that film. That you're right, that is the Riddler we should have gotten. We need that like dark, schizophrenic minded character mm-hmm. playing Riddler. Yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I think that that sets something that, that, well, we know from Joel Schumacher that he said that Warner Brothers, when they made Batman Forever, especially Batman and Robin, they were more worried about selling toys than they were making a quality film. And that that was where Warner Brothers already wrong. started down the wrong path. That's where Warner Brothers already started down the wrong DC path. Right there. It's just like how I keep saying, like every time me and you get together and talk about DC or... Who, what people we could see playing what roles. Uh-huh. I could always see someone like Johnny Depp playing the Riddler. Oh, yeah. I oh, could yeah. always see someone like Mickey Rourke playing Mr. Freeze. Ooh. Yeah, Rourke would be a good freeze. Yeah. Good call on that one. It's like a good Bane. I have yet to see an actor that really it could fit that role well yeah i mean i mean anything was better than batman and robin's bane but um yeah the big problem with 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 i think tom hardy's bane i didn't care for the accent on bane in that either i thought that was a poor choice to give bane that irish type of act scottish accent um which made it really didn't have that kind of accent it was more that just heavy breathe like mask really kind of accent that you got you didn't really get any other accent other than you know the stifling breathing coming from the mask oh the the darth vader (sighs) yeah that's really all you got from that what you need is that band that has that super human level intellect Mm -hmm. because bane is a smart person he is also that monster powerhouse that's addicted to the titan serum Mm mm-hmm you need someone that has the capability of playing a character like that with the genius level intellect, being able to, you know, play, be able to have the frame to play that big hulking, you know, uh, character that Bane is. Mm -hmm. You also need Bane to be a, someone that can pull up being Hispanic. Well, because Bane is a Hispanic character. True. Yeah. I don't know. And I don't understand why all these carnation carnations of Bane, they, they never mention a Titan serum. And that's like, that's part of who he is. And yet we're not even bringing that up at all. I know. I don't know. We'll have to see if they, if we get another version of Bane down the road and if it's done correctly. Um, but March 25th also brings us Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. And I know I'm excited for that the film. Uh, it's Dr. Strange. Of course I'm excited. But the multiverse storyline, oh, there is so much potential here. Yes, there is. This uh, this is where we're going to see a lot of crossover action happening. 
Well, the reason why I should mention the reason why the Spider-Man four conversation has started that Sam Raimi's doing is because Sam Raimi is directing Dr. Strange two. And there's rumors that somehow his multiverse storyline in Dr. Strange two is going to somehow be able to bring Spider-Man four back into the picture. It's possible. I will have to wait and see. Yeah. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to see, well, it's just anything involving Benedict Cumberbatch's name in a Marvel movie, I just yep. can't help but look forward to it because there is no one that can play a Doctor Strange like Benedict Cumberbatch. No, he's the he's the perfect Doctor Strange. There's nobody better. Mm-mm. No, no, not hardly agree. Um, so it's like Sherlock would not be the same show that it was without Cumberbatch in there. Oh, so true. You're you're right. Cumberbatch is just. He fills any roles, shoes, and he just makes it his own, and he makes the, the definitive version of that character. Exactly. Um, the last four films I want to talk about that go through uh, May and June. Uh, May 6th is Thor, Love and Thunder. Um, coming back, it's director Takia Watiti. Uh, so basically, we're going to get another kind of version of what Ragnarok was. Uh, but we also get the return of Natalie Portman, and we get to see her become the next Thor, just like the comics. It'll be interesting to see how this works out. I'm just still iffy on the movie. I'm just happy we're There's still getting him. something about this is giving me bad vibes. Um, I think the only thing that's concerning is that, we, you know, Watiti did Ragnarok and it worked because it was something new for the Thor universe. But if we're going to get basically a Ragnarok 2, there's a lot he's going to have to do to make it as good as it. And he could fall into doing the same thing over again and it could fail because of it if he's not careful. Yeah. So I'm hoping it doesn't fall into that type of situation. Um, May 27th is Mission Impossible 7, which was just moved back. It was supposed to come out in November, but now it's coming back in May because production was halted because of COVID and Top Gun's promotional tour for Tom Cruise. So um, I guess 7 and 8 Mission Impossible look like they're going to be there. They were shot back to back and they will be probably the final two installments of mission impossible as well. Thank God. <laughs> no, it's just another one of those that they just dragged it out longer than they needed to. I think. Um, I mean, they've done a good job in the later movies, keeping them interesting. And, uh, one thing is it's one of those series that actually has gotten really good with age, which a lot of films can't say that <clears throat> fast and furious. Can't say that with that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, Thank no. you. Oh, oh, you finally said it. Good. Oh, uh, no. I, Fast and Furious is not is not aging well. And that's why I said my favorite one is still Tokyo Drift, because I think that it should be about the street racing and Fast and Furious has failed epically at staying on track, which is why it's not aging well. Um, but at least Mission Impossible is staying true to what it's been. And it's actually become more of an intelligent series than what it was even before, even though the first one was still, I think, one great spy thriller. Um, but, uh, okay. So the last two John wick chapter four on May 27th. Oh, yay! I got to watch three still. Oh, you're going to love chapter three. Oh, uh, I just, want I just want to find out more about the, Oh, the guy running the hotel. Oh, you will. Oh, you will, but there's still a lot more about him. I want to know, but you're going to find out more good. And then finally, uh, 
it's kind of a good bookend to what our next retrospective is going to be this week. Uh, the final Jurassic Park film, Jurassic World Dominion, that's bringing back the original cast along with Chris Pratt and Bryce. That Dallas is going to be interesting. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. I did not know that they're going to bring back the original cast. And the director said that their parts will be as significantly big as Pratt's and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's. They're not just cameos. This is going to be really interesting then. Mm-hmm. Chris Pratt, big actually, that, as big as names that are going to be in that movie, mm -hmm. especially with Jeff Goldblum coming back into this universe. Mm -hmm. Chris Pratt, in the Chris, said, in the in the Chris Pratt version of the universe, mind you, you know, with these di where you've got these different uh, dinosaur feel, it feels like. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be really interesting to see how this all plays out. But go on. Chris Pratt actually said that this is the Avengers Endgame of Jurassic Park. Of course Chris Pratt would say that. Well, what he meant by it is that they're bringing back almost all the characters they could from the previous Jurassic films. Basically, everything is going to come full circle with appearances from everybody and the story just coming to its overall conclusion. I'm excited because I'm excited for Jurassic Park to finally get the conclusion and closure is deserved for a while because well, yeah, that's your favorite movie that. of all time. One, well, Jurassic Park one is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's definitely in my top five. No question about it. Um, so I'm excited. I'm even excited to get to our retrospective because it's, uh, it's a film that we have not talked about that much. So with this one coming out in just about a year, it'll be interesting to go into what's possibly to come to end this whole thing. Exactly. But all right. Yeah. So, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. We have covered the big up-and-coming films for the remainder of 2021 and first half of 2022. Uh, if there's anything that you guys would like us to go over, any other retrospectives, anything like that, please feel free to give us a message, like, follow, comment, anything on any of our social media platforms. Please do. Uh, we want more retrospectives to do. We need some ideas from you. Especially on Facebook. We'd love to hear from some of you guys on there. So more things we can do uh, for this podcast. But with that, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Lights, Camera, Action, Entertainment Reviews. That's a wrap. Cut and print. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. And coming later this week, we begin our Jurassic Park retrospective with Jurassic Park 1 through 3. To read more of our reviews and listen to all of our podcasts, go to lcareviews.com and listen to our podcast on all major platforms. Thank you for listening to the Lights, Camera, Action, Entertainment Reviews Podcast.